0: Hey there and welcome to this month's Apocalypse Cow Bandcast Uh, We're now in the month of April, April 6th I believe Which is a great month because that's when you start seeing the weather change Um, And then of course also it's uh, Teresa of Apocalypse Cow's birthday So (laughs) it's a big month for her too Anyway uh, we've got a lot of stuff here that we're going to be playing A lot of stuff that's uh, been in the pipeline for a while Uh, But it's just finished being mixed And so is now available to play So we've got some stuff by Starway Some Johnny Badlaw Quite a few new songs by Ink Last Longer A few new ones from Gary Landis Which are quite awesome And much much more as they say in the old K-Tel commercials (laughs) Um, But first I just wanted to say a couple quick things Um as you guys may have known, who have been listening to the podcast for the last few months, uh, you may know that uh, I've been watching a lot of news lately. Uh, in fact, everybody here at the Cow has. Uh, getting more and more interested in the uh, upcoming election and so uh, in, in, in events uh, around the world. And uh, I just wanted to say, uh, it's interesting, you know, for a long time I thought being a journalist would be a pretty fun job. And in fact, I had actually kind of uh, thought about becoming a journalist, but it seemed like it would actually be a lot of work Uh uh, in, in a pretty big industry to have to break into, so instead I write songs and do these podcasts. <laughs> anyway, um, but I'm starting to second guess my my uh, career decision actually because as I've been watching the news lately, I've noticed you don't actually even have to report the news anymore. Um, there's very little actual news in the newscast. So, like for instance, I know you guys have probably heard all this stuff about uh, Senator Obama's pastor. Who had made some bonehead comments like, I don't know, like six years ago, seven years ago. It was shortly after 9-11. And, uh, you know, of course, certain uh, news stations have been playing certain really small select clips of statements he made over and over again and calling him unpatriotic. Well, first of all, I consider, you know, dissent is the most patriotic thing any human being can do. And I think Thomas Jefferson and George Washington would agree with me on this. Secondly, it's odd because while we've been watching this loop for the last month or so about uh pastor uh wright's comments we haven't heard anything about john mccain uh now uh, you guys may not be too familiar with john mccain's record um obviously he's the republican nominee for president but the news has not covered his intense uh, change in opinions on almost every subject in the last year. I mean this is one of the most startling metamorphoses in the history of american politics i mean he has waffled so much on stuff. I mean, he has waffled more than the head chef at the Waffle House on Lake Street. If you know what I mean. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love waffles as much as the next guy. In fact, probably more than the next guy. But uh, this is uh, this is a major change. He's walked away from his um, initial ideas about torture, uh, about the environment. Um, about uh, gun control, about the idea of uh, human rights and civil liberties, and the idea that, you know, maybe we shouldn't uh, go to war with every nation uh, in the Middle East. But the most disturbing part, and this is my point, is that he's actually recently gotten the endorsement from a guy named Pastor John Hagee. Now, Pastor Hagee is probably the most influential of a group of Texas pastors who have what we would call super churches or mega churches they're like these enormous churches that seat like 20,000 people or something like that they're like stadiums it's like going to see a Grateful Dead concert or something but instead it's a pastor now Pastor Hagee is one of the more influential characters in religious politics if you will which in itself should be a complete contradiction but anyway I'm just going to move on Uh, Anyway, Pastor Hagee is probably one of the most racist and misogynistic hate mongers to ever come down the pike. I mean, if you were to flip on his uh, show any day, uh, you would find him say things such as uh, how he refers to Catholicism as, as a false cult system. And the great horror and also a mutation of Jesus' teachings. Now, he's also said, and this is probably the 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 take-the-cake absolute nuttiness of all time here. He says that the victims of Katrina in New Orleans actually brought about God's wrath on them because of, in his opinion, the level of sin in New Orleans and that God became furious and sent Katrina to kill them. So, in a sense... They are responsible for their own deaths. Um, Now, to any thinking human being, this is probably some of the most horrible stuff you've ever heard, right? I know it was for me. And the idea that this guy is a supposed man of God saying this stuff is amazing. Now, McCain has gotten his endorsement, and McCain himself had even said that he was a hate-monger a few years ago. Now, McCain has changed his mind because he is so desperate for the White House. Now, here he is. This is his last bid at present. And so he has essentially turned his back on everything that he used to hold dear as a uh, as a politician and as a patriot. And he has decided to embrace this guy because, you know, 20,000 people, that's a big block of voters and they vote whatever way. Pastor John Hagee in Texas says. Uh, So, of course, in the case of uh, John McCain, his wife is Catholic, so I guess he's going to be sleeping on the couch for uh, the rest of his life, which, you know, when you're 72 is actually probably not as long as it sounds. But anyway, what's interested me the most, I guess, about all this is that we see, you know, sort of a tale of two pastors. On one hand, we have uh, this John Hagee, who we have heard nothing about in the news, and the silence on it has been just deafening. And then on the other hand, we have Reverend Wright, who's... uh, vocal gaffs he made six or seven years ago have been uh, played over and over on an endless loop and we've been subjected to this and also actually on that I would like to make a point that um, you know in, in fact everything that Reverend Wright says is actually provable you may not agree with the way he said it you may not agree with the conclusions he comes to but the facts are the facts and you know if you don't know what he means about state sponsored terrorism in uh, South Africa all you gotta do is go on Wikipedia and type in South Africa 1960 uh, prison torture, uh, and you will find a cornucopia of information. Uh, or, or you know, heck, you just rent uh, Red Dust, or Stander, or, or Cry Freedom, or one of these, any number of movies made, and it's it's absolutely amazing. So when people tell me, well, that's un-American, well, no, in fact, it's not. In fact, it's crucial to America that we dissent, and that in fact, he's part of a legacy of people. Everybody from Thomas Jefferson to Frederick Douglass to Abe Lincoln. All the way down the line, they have all said that if America does these immoral acts, then we do not get a free pass from God. We are held to the same standard, and that we, as uh, a nation founded at least partially on Judeo-Christian principles of right and wrong, have to look at what we're doing and ask hard questions. And I wonder, well, where is the uh, objective journalism that tells us about John McCain's uh, deal with the devil? Where is the objective uh, journalism that tells us that, you know, essentially John McCain has sold his soul to the American version of the Taliban, and I don't think that's too strong a phrase for it, uh, to get more votes? Where is this journalism? Where is that integrity and that news now? Because we need you more than ever. We need that dissent, that questioning that, you know, apparently only certain black pastors in Chicago can still do around here. So... Where is it? And so, in the spirit of that dissent, I would like to play you a song by Ink Last Longer. Now, this is a new song by them, and its I believe it's their first more overtly political song they've ever done. It's called Our Tomorrow, and it's about the idea, at least as I interpret it, as uh, the idea of trying to find hope as a younger generation... Uh, in the midst of this um, kind of unbridled era of corruption and uh, lying to us, to the American people. So this is Ink Lasts Longer with Our Tomorrow.
1: It's all your fault was we are from generations, purpose, aspirations, generation past, and we don't give up, f- and we won't give us, sh- and no one can take that back. A nation torn in two That barely made it back With guns are running stairs Five deaths, now let them go But we can bring them back I call us out tonight Cause we are bumpy generations Hopeless aspirations Generation past And we don't give up, then f- And we won't give it, f- And no one can take that back
2: We fought in all your wars We followed all your rules We worshipped all your
1: cats cause we are fucking generations Hopeless aspirations Generations past And we don't give up. Then we won't give a Then no one can Take that back Cause we are Lucky generations Hopeless aspirations generation oh, past, and we, don't we don't count. Count. Running with the guns to guide me back home. To guide me back home. To guide I'll me take back you down home. Don't follow me. Don't follow
2: Lot, no no, it's found in the heart of the young. Always getting all the advice from the parents that knew them so well. Don't totally stay awake at school. Always take the back on the life. Don't be waiting, don't be an you. So it's out the door, out on the street, onto the ground. Shadowed out by its afraid, you'll never see the sun again. again. found on a TV screen, oh no, it's turn the cries and the yells, of a dream we all we'll feel see, bright light shining dead on his face, another life that revolves on a dream, too young to take the next step, in a world you no longer see, so it goes. Out the door right on the street, onto the ground Shadowed out by its of rage You'll never see the sun again Again, 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 again Again, again. door, out on the street, out to the ground Shadowed out by hits of rage You'll never see the sun again So it goes Out the door, out on the street, onto the ground Shadowed out by hits of rage You'll never see the sun again Again
0: And that was in So It Goes by Ink Last Longer. And then before that, you heard Don't Mind Me This Time, also by Ink Last Longer. And then before that, you heard Our Tomorrow, uh, which is also by Ink Last Longer. Uh, They've been very prolific around here lately. And uh, actually, the last song, the acoustic one, And So It Goes, is... um, uh, the title is a bit of a tribute to uh, Kurt Vonnegut, who wrote uh, The Immortal Alliance, and so it goes over and over again in uh, Slaughterhouse-Five. It's sort of an elegy every time he describes something dying or something being destroyed. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I just was thinking about it while I was listening to these songs, and I dug up this article by uh, uh, Rolling Stone uh, that was an interview with Kurt Vonnegut just a few months before he died. So, I don't know, I guess this was like about a year ago now. Anyway, let me see if I can find it here and read it to you. There was just this quote I just thought was really funny. He says that... Um, To Vonnegut, the very notion that more than 2500 US soldiers have been killed in what he sees as an unnecessary conflict makes him groan. He says, honestly, I wish Nixon were president. Bush is so ignorant and I don't like idiotic, impulsive people. He's not a capable human being. The war in Iraq shows us that he's a phony Christian. Remember what William Shakespeare taught us a long time ago the devil can cite scripture for his own purpose. And so, speaking of the Prince of Darkness, uh, let's hear a couple of new songs by Johnny Badlaw, including Devil Finger. Mm-hmm.
3: One hundred miles from Chicago, on an old country road. The Devil Finger found us, hiding in a cellar below. Heard the wind howl like a train in the night. Earth began to rumble as that lightning began to strike. Hail began to tumble from that wicked sky above. I knew my life might be over, so I gave my mom a hug. She looked at me and said, be quiet, boy, and put her finger across my lips. And she looked into my eyes and gave me a gentle kiss. Can't remember what happened, but in the morning, our house was gone. The only thing left standing was the backside of the barn. So let me give you this warning. When the skies turn dark and gray, see that devil finger coming. Don't forget to pray.
4: Lost their soul, and the man that sold his heart for a handful of gold in the morning when the sun rises, lay down. Desperate men, lost in perdition, say a prayer for the wicked kind, and the fools have lost their souls, and the man sold his heart for a handful of gold. Lay
0: down your gun. And what shall profiteth the man if he should gain the whole world yet loseth his only soul? Uh, and I think that's kind of the point of uh Johnny Badlaw's song there. It's called Perdition. Some uh, excellent lyrics in that one, especially uh I think there's some poignant stuff near the beginning about um uh young men who have been uh buried at the side of the road um for the uh, greed of fools <clears throat> who have uh, sold their soul for a handful of gold, I believe is what he said. And uh, I think that is very poignant and very true right now in, uh, in our lives. Or to put it another way, is uh, to go back to the book of Luke, God said unto him, fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and then all these things that you have hoarded, who will they go to then? And what good do they do you? For life is more than riches, and the body is for more than clothing. Hmm. Well, on that religious note, uh, I'd like to play a couple songs by a pretty great group of guys that came in recently to record with us, Starway. And this is a tune they wrote called You, which is all about how every human being on the earth is valuable and no one is quite like you. Yeah, you.
1: There's no one quite like you Oh yeah There's no one quite like you One with the sea of faces Yours comes to my mind When your love embraces It's one of a kind What I really need is to know that you are waiting Waiting just to hold me, your heart anticipating From the clear blue sky to the ocean
0: And that was on and on by Starway and on and on is right let's hope it's not on and on much longer when it comes to this uh, current administration we have let's hope that we can all get together and get out there and make the right decision and get somebody other than a sequel to George W. Bush because we are in a sorry state um, and uh, you know I'm realizing now that uh, some of the things I said before about McCain um, I, I hope I didn't come across as just being somebody who is just totally anti-McCain I actually admire the man a great deal in many ways, in fact, I, I consider him uh, a bona fide American hero. Uh, I, I don't know how much you guys know about his uh, career in Vietnam, but he was he was shot down uh, during an air mission and uh, was of course tortured for five years by the Viet Cong. Um, he was forced to uh, sign and uh, statements uh, that he was uh, made to say under duress. For instance, he was. Uh, made to write, I am a black criminal, and I have performed the deeds of an air pirate. I almost died, and the Vietnamese people saved my life, thanks to the doctors. Though he would never forgive himself for it, he says. Uh, I had learned what we all learned over there. Every man has a breaking point, and I reached mine. And I think that's why I'm probably so disappointed and disturbed, and why I've spoken out so much about McCain, is that if anyone in the world should be a champion for making... Uh, torture uh, illegal in America and, and, and by American people anywhere in the world. It should be John McCain because he's experienced firsthand. Uh, he was so uh, abused that he actually cannot even raise his arm past eye level, one of his arms. So, I mean, he is, he is terribly uh, traumatized by it. Also mentally, I believe. And this is another reason, I think, why I don't believe he would make a good president. Because... Through the years, he has taken on a reputation for being a real hothead. And I think in some ways, because of his service, he never really got the treatment he needed because people respected him so much. And in some ways, I'm reminded of um, one time I remember I seen um, Henry Rollins and um, he was doing one of his spoken word shows and he was discussing River Phoenix, who he didn't know that well, but he uh, shares some friends with River Phoenix. And it was around the time that River Phoenix had died of a drug overdose. And he said, I wish that someone who had been his friend had really just uh, had a moment where he said, you know what, man, you're not... You're doing something here, and you're hurting yourself. And I, as your friend, I have to tell you that you have to do something about this, because I cannot watch this any longer. And I, I feel the same way about McCain. I feel that in some ways, he has never been told... You have severe mental uh, and emotional problems and anger management issues that you really need to deal with. And and anybody who's ever seen anything on YouTube, you can find dozens of times in which McCain has had what his friends refer to as McCain moments in which he's completely flown off the handle and just gone uh, short of just berserk um, on someone. And I think to myself, this isn't somebody we need running our country. We need this person to get help immediately. Here he is at 72 years old, and he's still having essentially tantrums and temper problems. And for him to reverse his opinion on torture, I think shows a a larger malaise in in his mind right now. That here he is at 72, this is his last shot to be president, And that he's willing to really do anything. To to say that torture is okay when it's the CIA, but it's not okay when it's the United States Army, is almost so ridiculous it would be funny if it wasn't so obscenely cruel um and to illustrate that point i'd like to to um read you a passage uh that was written by victor hara um now he was a uh, activist and poet and uh, songwriter in chile in 1973 and in september 11th of 1973 Uh, Yeah, it was their own 9-11 in some ways. Um, There was a coup d'etat that was backed by the CIA and they overthrew the democratically elected president and threw thousands of people in jail and many tens of thousands more were murdered and what they called disappeared. Victor Hara was one of the most famous ones. He was arrested September 11th, shortly after the coup. And tortured in um Santiago Stadium which is uh the soccer stadium in the capital of Chile. He was uh, eventually tortured and murdered on September 16th when they decided he was of no more use, but not before they broke his hands so he could no longer play guitar. Um and uh they found a poem he had written in his jeans um when they discovered his body much later and uh it was the last thing he wrote. Uh, which was written at the stadium during the torture. And somehow it escaped the detection of the fascists who were torturing him. Um, So every time I hear somebody say, well, torture does get good results. uh, Well, first of all, it doesn't. Everyone knows that anyone who is tortured is just saying something, anything they can think of to get you to stop. But Next time somebody says to you that torture is a viable method for intelligence and that as Americans, we cannot afford not to, you just read them a couple lines from this poem by Victor Hara. Okay. Uh, There are 5,000 of us here in this small part of the city. We are 5,000. I wonder how many we are in all in the cities and in the whole country. Here alone are 10,000 hands which plant seeds and make the factories run. One man was beaten as I could never have believed a human being could be beaten. What horror the face of fascism creates. They carry out their plans with knife-like precision. Nothing matters to them. To them, blood equals metals. Slaughter is an act of heroism. Oh god, is this the world that you created for this your seven days of wonder and work? Within these four walls only a number exists which does not progress, which slowly will wish more and more for death. But suddenly my conscience awakes and I see that this tide has no heartbeat, only the pulse of machines. How hard it is to sing when I'm a sing of horror. Horror which I'm living horror which I am dying to see myself among so much and so many moments of infinity in which silence and screams are the end of my song what I see, I have never seen what I have felt and what I feel will give birth to the moment and that's it, then it ends Damn right. Move on. Excellent. That was Gary Landis with move on. And, uh, I couldn't agree more, Gary. It's time to move on. Let's just hope that it's not too late to, uh, change things for the better. And like I said, that was Gary Landis. And, uh, you know, speaking of Gary Landis and Johnny Badlaw, there is a great Gary Landis song, which we have actually never played here on our podcast before, which I can't believe, uh, he wrote a couple of months ago. Great song. And in a way, it's sort of inspired a little bit by No Country for Old Men. Great flick, by the way. Um, but it's, in some ways, he wrote it before he even had seen the movie, which is kind of funny. So it's just one of those kind of collective unconscious things where you get a great idea and the idea's time has come and a couple people get it all at once. So anyway, uh, and since Johnny Badlow was talking about Dusty Rhodes in uh, his pr- song Perdition, um, this seems like a good companion piece to that. So this is Dusty Road by Gary Landis.
5: road, I come across the local folk Which way into town He said, go back the way that you came Go back the way that you came I see the look in his eye He don't like my kind shotgun By his side, he said Get off of my land Get off of my land Closer, closer, closer To being six feet under Closer sound that made me stop I heard his shotgun cock I turned and ran the kill Turned and ran the kill Closer, closer, closer To being six feet under Closer, closer, closer To being six feet under So mine. I watch him fall to the ground. The back fired the round, blood along the dusty road. Closer, closer, closer to being six feet under. Closer, closer, closer to being six
0: feet under. Dusty Road by Gary Landis, great song, and somewhat inspired by No Country for Old Men. Or was it really that No Country for Old Men was inspired by Gary Landis's song Dusty Road? Now that I like that idea. Take that, Coen Brothers, in your face! No, anyway, anyway, uh, great tune. And speaking of South of the Border, uh, let's listen to something by Tina's De La Sierra, and this is I Teva Cornell.
6: tiempo, volvemos a encontrarnos, sin querer nuevamente el destino nos pone de frente a los dos, ven mi querida ex esposa, si dispones de tiempo de algunos momentos te invito a un café.
0: Teva Cornell by Tina's de la Sierra, and you can always tell it's a Tinaz song because they always say the name of the band at the beginning, and a lot of times at the end too. In fact, they could actually have their own podcast because they'd be really good about, you know, making sure there's uh, <clears throat> call letters at the beginning and the end. Anyway. Uh great song, great bunch of guys, and gosh, we've been working with them a long time. It's nice to be able to put some of that on the podcast now that it's all mixed and everything. All right, well, now our next song is uh, Screw Them If They Can't Take a Joke by Roughly Enforcing Nostalgia. And just kind of going with the whole idea of torture, CIA, all that stuff. I figured I'd play this song. Uh, this is kind of a funny little tune about a CIA operative in... Um, Well, we really don't know where he is. Uh, He leaves it kind of uh, open (laughs) and abstract there. But uh, it's sort of about the idea of the tourist from Syracuse who, in fact, may be a CIA agent and nobody knows it. The guy who looks like kind of a buffoon or ugly American, but in fact could be working on toppling some Banana Republic or maybe instructing guys in Chile on how to torture. Just uh, throwing out there. All right. So this is Roughly Enforcing Nostalgia with Screw them all if they can't take a joke.
4: Why not say what happened? Get why not say what happened?
5: Get why not say what happened? Get why not say what happened? Get why not say what happened? why not say what happened? I like to remember things my own way, not necessarily the way they happen.
4: Yet why not say what happened? Yet
0: why not say what happened? And you just heard Roughly Enforcing Nostalgia doing Yet Why Not Say What Happened? Uh, And the first voice in that is by Robert Lowell. Uh, It's a famous poem by him called Epilogue, in which he poses the uh, question that is, I think, never obsolete to ask, which is, yet why not say what happened? Um, Now, when he says that, uh, he's referring to the idea of history and um, discussing this stuff in art and just with each other, I guess. Um, And so that piece is sort of about the idea of giving, as Robert Lowell would say, each face in the photograph uh, its living name is how he would say it in that poem. And then there's another quotation, which is in French, and those are lines of dialogue from a film called Lumumba, which is about uh, Patrice Lumumba, who was the prime minister of the Congo in the early part of 1960. And um, he uh, was uh, assassinated by the CIA and the Belgians Uh, So anyway, the French in that piece uh, It's a dialogue between him and his uh, general Mobutu And uh, essentially what Mobutu says is Well, in war, you know, there's always casualties And Prime Minister Lumumba shoots back Yes, but who always pays in war? It's always the same It's always the poor It never changes and I thought that was a really good way to end tonight's podcast. So thanks again for listening. Sorry I went on so long. Jeez, I really got on my soapbox tonight here. <laughs> anyway, and uh, if you'd like to hear more information about any one of these bands that we played tonight, uh, feel free to go to www.callthecow.com. And we'll be back again this time next month, hopefully maybe even a little sooner, to get you more new tunes from Apocalypse Cow. Thanks a lot again for listening, and we'll talk to you then. Bye.